The Persistent and Nasty podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast. Elaine here, how are you all doing? Hope you're looking after yourselves, staying well, staying hydrated. It's very warm in the United Kingdom right now. So you've got your sunscreen on, wearing a hat, drinking lots of water and trying your vest, very best, (laughs) your vest. Maybe you want to stay in your vest, I don't know. But trying your very best to stay as cool as you can because... As we all know, our houses, especially our old ones and our very modern ones, are built to keep the heat in, not to let the heat out. So please make sure that you are drinking lots of water and staying well. Today, I am joined by Caitlin Skinner and Hannah Lavery, and we discuss Stellar Quine's Quine's Cast, which is their podcast series where uh, they take musicians, poets, playwrights, and have discussions on themes. Um, we talk about how the Quine, Quine's cast began. We talk about what they've learned, how they found it, what each of the themes brings up. And also just to let everyone know, there are two more still to go and you can book tickets. And one of them is tonight, the 15th of June at Glasgow's Women's Library. And the second is the 23rd of June uh, and that is at Summer Hall in Edinburgh and actually there's a third event which was just announced yesterday and that is going to be at the Edinburgh Book Festival and that's on the 24th of August all 2023 just in case you are listening at a different time um, a really lovely episode it was lovely to have um, Caitlin and Hannah on and really important because you know we're both intersectional feminist podcasts uh, and it's lovely that we are able to um, share the space and make sure that our intersectional message is heard by as many people as possible. Remember to uh, like, download, subscribe, follow along, comment. It's really important. It really helps get our amazing guests heard by as many people as possible. You can follow us on all social media. Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com or you can check out our new website uh, www.persistentandnasty.co.uk. Um, you can contact us there. You can also um, send us a blog that you want and that will be uploaded onto the website you can send us a piece of writing you can send an open letter you can do whatever you want and we welcome it also for those of you who are doing the edinburgh festival fringe if you have a show that has a majority creative team of women non-binary and trans people please get in touch we would love to hear about your show and have you as a guest on the podcast so that we can get you as many audience members as possible you can also follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. 
For today's episode, oh, I mean, it is beautiful, sunny, hot, so actually I don't even know if you want to have, like, anything warm or if you want to have a cider or a beer, very cool, maybe you just want to have an ice cream. But even in the heat, a good old cup of tea always works just as well. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Uh, Hello both, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. Thanks for having us. You're nope. very welcome. Um, I'm joined uh, with Caitlin Skinner, Artistic Director of Stellar Quines, and Hannah Lavery, a Scottish playwright, poet, and uh, you're an Edinburgh Macker as well. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, Edinburgh Macker. Edinburgh Macker. <laughs> just going to work your way up to just these Scottish ones. <laughs> Um, um, you're both here to talk about Quinecast, um, but before we do that, um, let's do a little potted history. Although Caitlin's been on the podcast before, and we were just saying that um, Hannah was actually on our panel, our live, our live event um, in 2019 at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. Um, so it's lovely to have you both back. Uh, but yeah, let's for those people that might not know who you are, how dare they? Firstly, but also, also for everyone at home. I am uh, helping my dad watch my niece and nephew and I can hear them having a full-blown fight down the stairs. So I'm hoping that nobody else can. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, but I'm going to hand it over to Hannah. Let's have a little potted history of you, how you came to be in this industry um, of ours. Well, it's it, it's, <laughs> it's a long one, but the short one is that I started out in... Um, I love a long story, so go for it. Okay, well, I started out in... Well, after a long time of doing other things, I um, kind of started out in spoken word, um, poetry, and then sort of found my way making longer spoken word, theatre, poetry type things. And then, um, yeah, I found myself making theatre, really. So kind of um, that doesn't sound, it sounds like I keep finding myself. But yeah, no, I was just sort of so kind of, I, yeah, I started writing poetry and then I started writing long form poetry and then that suddenly became theatre and then I've been kind of mostly working as a playwright for the last sort of kind of three or four years or so so um and also doing a, a bit of directing as well so kind of um yeah so kind of poet and playwright is probably how I describe myself now. Phyllis thank you and a very good one at that I'm going to put that in there. Thank you. Uh, Caitlin over to you. Yeah so I've been on the podcast before in my other life um, as uh, one of the directors of Jordan and Skinner, which is a devising feminist theatre company. Um, uh, and I've been doing that for ages. Uh, I'm working mostly as a director of new writing or devising. Um, and then two years ago, I got this job as artistic director of Stellar Quines, which is an intersectional feminist theatre company based in Edinburgh. Hey. So that it? Yeah, that's good. It's great. It's absolutely brilliant. Hobbies and interests include. uh, No, I know. I was like, "What are your hobbies and interests?" I was like, "Here." So let's talk about Quinecast. So you're doing your live events throughout the month of June at Summer Hall in Edinburgh. So for people who aren't aware of Quinecast, how did it begin? What was the first kind of conversations about it, and now the point that we're at with it? Should, should I take? Are you gonna take this, Caitlin? You go. Um, 
I've got this terrible cough. I'm really sorry. Um, well, we sort of, I think it was in lockdown, me and Caitlin went for one of those little allowed walks along the beach um, and just started talking about how much we were missing our kind of female company and how much we felt that conversation between women is often, um, whether that's in theatre or whether that's in different art forms, feels sort of kind of slightly reductive and not quite. And, and, and often we don't hear women talking about kind of the state of the nation and about kind of the world they want. And it felt like we're suddenly at this moment where people were coming out of lockdown or there was, a, I think at least then, I think it felt like we're going to be coming out of lockdown. I think we're probably still quite in the middle of it. It felt that people were talking about what kind of world we want to kind of come into and what what things that we wanted for ourselves. So it felt right to sort of gather um women together to ask them kind of what world that they wanted to be in and and that was really the kind of um, impetus around that and then also I think there was something about wanting those conversations or those provocations to be kind of multi-art form and to like what would that be like if it wasn't just discussion but it was also um, a piece of theatre what was if it was music what was if it was poetry and just to allow a sort of um, a really kind of rounded and full sort of response to these themes and these questions that we're posing. So that's how it really began way back in what, whatever year that was. So it'll feel like very hard to know, maybe 2021 20, or 22 or what it was. But yeah, so that that was really what, what started the conversation, Caitlin, do you? Yeah, and I guess we um, kind of imagined it as a podcast person of an of an intellectual feminist salon so the idea that we have these amazing writers authors thinkers musicians bringing their responses to sit together all under one theme so for each episode you get um there's always a musician there's always a poet we commission a short play and then we also have a reflection piece from a writer an author or an academic or a thinker um, to kind of speak directly to the theme and then we choose themes which um, I guess both get to the rub of some of the big issues that are going on if, if you think about intersectional feminism in Scotland today but that also allowed people to come at it from different angles and different perspectives um, and it's been really exciting for that because that means we've been able to um, reach out to a broad range of people from different um, backgrounds, different ages, different artistic disciplines and bring them all together um, which has been like a real treat just to kind of make big long lists of all these people who really inspire you all these women and non-binary folk who are doing cool things and bring them together in one place um, and yeah originally we did think of it just as a podcast but as it came out of lockdown it was like actually people love being together at the moment and think Anna and I have both really benefited from being in feminist spaces throughout our careers and having that opportunity to kind of think differently and be free and be yourself, actually, in those spaces. Yeah, um, so, so, yeah, yeah. So just that's why we, do, we, we record them as live events um, in front of an audience to bring people together. And then we kind of do this, edit them into a podcast afterwards. Yeah, and then we kind of, I also I think what's quite nice about the live element of the, because it's live element mostly for the performances, though me and Caitlin do a little bit of chat that we record afterwards and, and with the discussion group is recorded kind of out with the live events, but actually it just really elevates those live elements as well, kind of, you know, the poet and the, the, the play being kind of performed in front of an audience. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been a lovely kind of combination of things, but though it always feels like it's the 
the end result is the podcast in a way, but but each of them feels really exciting, I suppose, and as separately and as together. Great. It's actually um it's so interesting that you've managed to do that because that was one of the first kind of things that we did when we did our first podcast as well. Yeah. It's like it was taken from our events and then we put it in and then um had that conversation and then the pandemic came along and it was like, well, how do we keep these conversations going and actually mm-hmm. and we're doing it on Zoom today because I'm in Kilmarnock and um and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're in Edinburgh as well, but you are both in Edinburgh. So it kind of it made those made it possible for us to keep those conversations going throughout the pandemic. And then it's just lovely that you then get to be back in a space with people mm-hmm. and all of those different um people as well. Um, so obviously you've got a whole bunch of events this month and live events. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be wonderful if you can let the audience know your first ones and then when those podcasts will be coming out and who what are your themes? Well, we've got an we've got an event tonight, everyone. Thursday, the fifteenth of June at Glasgow Women's Library. The theme is pleasure, um, and the legs Paracan. So we've got um, a reflection piece from Ruth Elliott, who's a sex educator. We've got um, a poetry set from Liz Lockhead, uh, music from Horace McDonald, and a play by Steph Smith. Um, looking at, so they'll be talking about sexual pleasure, but also guilty pleasure, uh, secret pleasure, but, and I guess like how we find pleasure, how we relate to pleasure in the modern day. Uh, yeah, I, and it gets really cool to be in the women's library as well. That's like a really great space to be in. So that's the next one. And then Hannah, do you want to talk about the yeah, last one? The, one? the one following. So we've, we've already recorded two events already, one on um, loss and one on riots. Um, and then our final event at Summer Hall at the end of the month, um, 23rd of 23rd of June. Is that right, Caitlin? Well it done. Well I was, even, I I was going to say, jump in there because like Ambrose did tell me 23rd of June. So yeah, like, 23rd of June, <laughs> for sure. yeah, 23rd of June at Summer Hall, we're doing on the theme of education. Um, so um, then we're having an end of term disco after just as a sort of. Um, oh, I love that. Nice. Um, and we've got the wonderful Val McDermott doing our reflection piece. Um, this is when I start to. And then we've got Angie Strachan, who's the slam champion poet, who's going to come and do her poetry set. Um, and then Caitlin, who I've forgotten. And when, then what, Emma Pollock. Oh, did we get Emma Pollock? We got Emma, Emma Pollock. Pollock. We got Emma Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got her. <laughs> and um, we have a play by Nellie Kelly as well. And they're performing it as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be. Really nice. And uh, Arusa she's doing the DJ set. So it'll be like a sort of feminist disco in Summer Hall. Yeah. Which is really cool. And then they all come out, they release this podcast every Tuesday in July. So every Tuesday in July, everybody will be able to hear all of the podcasts. Do you want to actually, because obviously you've had two events already and it would be <clears throat> really lovely to talk about how those events went and obviously the themes in that before people then get to hear those podcasts because there's something I think when you've been in the room and your experience and then the experience of hearing it as a podcast is really interesting. Well to the first one we did I'll talk about the first one like Caitlin talk about the second but the first one we did was riot um so we wanted to do something around the idea of riot and activism and how we sustain that and what would take us to riot 
Um, and we had the discussion group that like responded to that was really incredible. And then we had um, a fantastic uh, reflection piece by Jessica Gatton Johansson, who is a climate activist, um, but just a really considered piece about what riot means and 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 who who stops us rioting and who it is right against and what does protest mean. And then we had um, an incredible poet poetry set by Joelle Taylor. Um, and we had uh, Pat Pays, the musician, and we had a play by, why is my brain stopping every time I get to the flavour? Marion Hamidi. That's it. Oh, we had a wonderful play by Marion mm-hmm. Hamidi. That's right. And we had, it was fantastic. It was a really, oh, it was, oh, of course, I remember this is all about the, yeah, it's a really surprising play. I don't want to ruin yeah. by telling anyone too much about it, but let's Very just say it's worth so listening well. to. Um, and it comes at a, a totally a, a different way than you would expect. And I think that's what I love about the podcast is that we have these sort of really wide ranging themes and and we try not have an expectation of what people are going to say, but I suppose there is a little bit of going, oh, well, people probably mention this or they mention that. And I'm always really surprised about, about the way in which people come to it. And you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, that's got me thinking. And you were saying a wonderful thing, Caitlin, last week about how it is it's constantly challenging our thinking and the way in which we consider yeah. it. So it's um yeah, so I love that one on Riot. And then um Caitlin, do you want to talk a little bit about about loss? So, yeah, so La- ha- uh, Hannah's talking about riot, and there is literally a riot down the stairs that is happening. <laughs> uh, my oh, niece, my nephew, I can't in the most hear beautiful it. way. While you were talking about all of that, they are just like creating <laughs> some sort of imagination game, and I think they're like both dragons or something is going on. <laughs> Amazing. So I can hear lots of screaming and thumping, and I'm like, riot really <laughs> sits really closely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin, um, yeah, continue no, about loss. Sorry, I want to be in the riot that's happening downstairs. That sounds really fun. Um, yeah, so loss was like a different energy, but um, and I, all our different responders brought different things again. So Catherine Simpson um wrote a brilliant piece about she's turning 60 and all the things she's lost up to 60 that actually she's quite happy to be to have let go of like including like giving a lot of like not giving very many fucks anymore basically and so it was like a really kind of galvanizing start to the evening it was really beautiful and she writes so well and so she's so funny um that was great I, I guess her kind of provocation at the end of that was like loss is life don't be afraid of it which set us off for the rest of the night um, and then the play by Afia Campbell um, was about uh, losing a friendship, actually. And I guess a kind of loss that maybe we don't talk about that actually sometimes when someone who you used to be friends with and you've just grown apart and maybe you didn't realise that that that's happened and you don't maybe really there wasn't a moment of breaking up or there was never anything like that but that you were really missing something and um so she was really tenderly and beautifully about that and it's another another kind of sci-fi one actually a bit like um Mariam's one from Riot which is really interesting and then um Catherine Wilson Gary read from her poetry pamphlet another word for home is blackbird um uh, sorry, I'm in an office. Some people going about not realizing I'm on a podcast right now. But anyway, I think we finished that. Um, yeah, Catherine Wilson Gary's uh, poem is about kind of about multiple losses. So she really looks about loss throughout her life, 
and how she's kind of grown around those losses, those bereavements. Um, and she writes so beautifully about that. Um, and the musician was the, the stunning Rachel Sarmani, um, who's a indie folk singer. She really looked, I guess, like she uh, she's interested in the everyday and how what how the everyday speaks to those big themes around love and loss. Um, and she, yeah, her 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 songs were just beautiful. So it really kind of carried us away at the end of the night. So yeah, again, like a really different shift from Riot. It felt by the end of Riot, you were like, right, let's go, <laughs> let's go and do some stuff. And by the end of Lost, I think you just felt grateful for having having these brilliant artists who are able to help us process the more difficult emotions or the um the more challenging stuff that we have in our lives and that poetry and music and theatre is there for us in that time. So yeah, it was good. It was really good, but really different from one another. I think it's lovely with um, the themes that you've picked as well. Like, you know, but there is a way that they will intersect, uh, I'm sure, like as everything does in life. Um, so it's just, you know, and your next two themes as well. And it's something you pointed out, Hannah, about that sense of like your kind of half expecting what someone might say and then there's a change I really mm-hmm. hope that everybody can hear the riot going on downstairs okay I don't know if it's going to pick up on my mic but honestly <laughs> it's like there's just the two of them and it sounds about <laughs> yeah my, my uh, kids have just come home so I also have a riot going on across the next door right? so I'll be fine we'll just have yeah. this gentle yeah it's a, of... it's a lovely uh, soundscape for us all yeah it's what you were saying about that thing of having it's not quite preconceived idea of what someone's going to say but you have that idea of like a kind of structure of what's going to get said and then it shifts slightly and you said it's making you think about things and I would love if there was even a couple of examples without spoiling too much for um, obviously your own podcast of things that have really kind of hit you and you're like oh wow that's something I really need to either reevaluate myself because that's the one thing I, I find about doing this podcast is I'm constantly relearning and evaluating and growing I hope and continuing to do the work on my own as well I mean mean, definitely I mean I think every single contribution I feel like I'm sort of I've been asked to think about about my place but also about my privileges and my you know and, and and my vulnerabilities and all of those sort of things and I think for me I mean there's so much this thing but I was particularly thinking about Jessica Gaitan Johansson's reflection and and one of the things, because we we tied idea of riot, and I'd sort of sent a kind of list of things that were kind of thinking about riot. And one of the things that was was like, what would it take us to riot? What would it take us? And actually, what what she wrote, said really powerfully in the publication is, what would it take me to riot? And that idea about thinking about the kind of this sort of anonymity in in a mob, I suppose, or in a mass, but actually, as in that 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 mass is full of individuals, and what is it that stop? But what would it take you? But also, what stops you? And what what kind of um, you know what sort of exhausts your own 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 um, uh, urgency to resist, and I thought that was really really powerful and, and and really got me thinking about how you know what what stops me speaking out what 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 is what has been put in place so what what's been put what are the 
expectations or the what is it that society kind of creates that makes it difficult and makes it feel impossible to actually exercise that feeling of urgency where they need to do something and and I think Jessica really articulated that really beautifully so that's definitely something I've taken away with me and I think like what, what Caitlin was saying about Catherine's piece about just you know when you do something about loss and grief you have this expectation that people are going to talk about their griefs or talk about losing people but actually for Catherine to talk about this incredible sort of um, a power in loss and the things that you learn and things that you become. I thought that was really, you know, the gifts in that. I thought that was really kind of stopped me a little bit and had me thinking. What about you, Caitlin? Yeah, I keep thinking about loads of things. So, and um, we've mentioned them a little bit as part of the podcast, we have, um, uh, we call them the discussion group. So actually, it sounds really formal. I keep thinking we need to give them like a better, cooler band name or something, but it's basically <laughs> just a group of, a really just brilliant the band the band let's call them the band, the band. that's great let's call them the band, call them the band. make sure i get credit for it <laughs> <laughs> um they um are a group of uh, women who uh, have really different jobs different experiences so there's like a gp and a social worker and a journalist and an activist um and uh and we just bring them together for a conversation and we record their conversation about the themes and then throughout the podcast you hear little clips from their conversation and it's that's really nice because they don't know each other so we kind of record it did it over a day really and they talked about all the different themes so they started talking about riot and then they talk about loss and then they talk about pleasure and they talk about education so like seeing how their conversation developed over the recording how they kind of were quite able to reveal some uh, really vulnerable beautiful things with each other uh, and also share so much wisdom and experience that they have from their different jobs and life experience which was brilliant I think one of the things that I really remember from the loss episode was just this idea that actually often when someone's going through something difficult you want to make it okay like you want to maybe hug them or comfort them or and actually sometimes that's that's it kind of makes it about that person and actually what you need is just companionship it's just the presence of another person to go through those difficult things with you you don't need to solve it or fix it or make it better and it's actually just a present other person and I'm really that's that that has been ringing true for me and really stayed with me in terms of thinking about we are all carrying so much trauma these days like particularly coming out of the pandemic but also women and marginalized folks generally right and you you instinct is to think this is my job to make this better but actually it, it we can but what we can do is be companions as we travel through that those losses those difficult things and yeah, that's really staying. That's really staying with me from their conversation. It's beautiful. That is really that is really beautiful. That idea of companionship, and as someone who is a hugger, when someone is hurting, mm-hmm. that is my first instinct is always to hug yeah. them. And then I'm like, mm, do they actually need this hug in that moment? <laughs> um, it's yeah. that kind of second yeah. thing. Um, is yeah, I, obviously with ourselves being intersectional and everything that we do as well. I do have a question on a kind of bigger thing of how is everything being received? Because obviously right now that we are in a tricky time and um, some people are not so intersectional as we would hope. 
I mean, I think, well, I, to be, to be honest, I think it's always been the way, I mean, I feel like, you know, the the idea of intersectional feminism came out of kind of womanism. It came out of women of color feeling that, that feminism was dominated by white feminists who didn't kind of value their own experience. So I think that the idea of intersectional feminism is a, is a, is an old one in a way, but, um, so in terms of its reception, it, it doesn't, it feels like what we're creating is a space where everyone feels welcome. And I think that I've felt very welcomed in that space. And I don't think we've felt that we've entered into any sort of um, um, kind of whatever these so-called, cult, you know, it doesn't feel like that's been part of our experience of, of of offering this into the world. And I think that we're very, very clear about our intersectionality and and, and all of the forms that that takes. So I think that... Um, yeah, it's felt it's felt it's felt really positive and it's felt really kind of beautiful. And I think sometimes one of the things that I remember when we first started this speaking to Caitlin was just like, you know, a lot of the these so-called sort of debates or whatever people want to call it, there's kind of um it doesn't feel real. It isn't the way that that I speak with my with with the women that I know in my life. And I think that we wanted to honor that, the way in which we are real we are together. And I think the discussion group or the band is a really great model about when you bring women together and how actually they listen and talk to each other and and, and mm. sort of change within conversation with each other. And I felt that feels really important. I don't know, Caitlin, how you feel. Yeah, I mean, a part of the impetus for doing this was really from that feeling that there there is division in our movement at the moment and that that's really painful and really difficult and that, that there are forces out there who are trying to to bring hate into feminism when feminism is like not about that and never been about that um and and so actually being able to do something which has quite a broad reach which brings lots of diverse people together that can maybe reach um audiences old and young people interested in theater interested in music interested in literature together that felt like exactly what we should be doing in this time. And we, we are unapologetically uh, intersectional and um, very much coming down on um, supporting our trans siblings in the culture wars. So we're really clear about that. And um, we've not had a lot of backlash, I don't think. Um, hopefully the podcast is accessible and that you can come to it just because you're interested in the artists and then you um get some stuff to take away beyond that so that's that's certainly part of a part of our thinking in the way that we do what we do at the moment is like okay we're kind of in a in a difficult time for the movement how do we try and heal that bring everyone together yeah I mean this is is about bringing us all together in that sense and I mean, we also very lucky haven't either. And I think it's what you said, Hannah, about um, when we're in the room together or we're in a space together and we have are having conversations and you're talking about your your discussion group, the band, um, that you are you're actually being able to hear each other. I think um, because what these culture wars are really fed by is online stuff and where yeah it's not I mean this idea I mean I suppose if you feminism has always been divided and full of debate it's always been a place where there's been differing opinions and I think like you absolutely said I think what the online and the people that are invested in making in kind of fueling the hate for different I mean I, you know I think that that is never for me that never feels that 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 isn't the way 
um, I think for many women, that doesn't feel like that what we're like when we're together. And so I think that felt really kind of important. And 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 I suppose it's that that idea about creating a space where, like you absolutely said, where we're not, where we're kind of stepping away from the online sort of kind of, and, and also actually giving space. So maybe it's less about stepping away from online, but actually about having conversations which have space around them and aren't just having reduced to a sort of soundbite or to a um or to a kind of false sense of um not false but 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 in a sort of deliberately putting people together to to kind of disagree where actually I think what we're trying to do is bring people together to find to find the kind of um find a way of 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 sharing experience and I think it's about about listening and it feels really important and I, th- I think I've said this before I think Caitlin said it before is the idea that that the band or the discussion group is really a, I suppose is offering a little bit of a model about how actually we can we can be together kind of intergenerationally um, across different class, across different, um, you know, um, lots like in terms of um, different kind of marginalizations and, and, and become together and actually find a way to find, um, to find a way to talk to each other and, and to, and to respect and to learn from each other. Exactly. That's what we need that space is just, as you say, that space and time and, yeah for everyone to take their moment to feel that they are being heard because obviously that's a big thing as well and then for us to move that discussion in the forward direction um so we have two more crankcasts uh thursday the 15th today and 23rd of june at summer hall oh yeah we have another one we have another one oh you have another one we have a bonus episode which yeah, has which is—it's uh, not been announced yet, but maybe we could announce it here. As uh, well. Can we get a can we persistent and nasty? Or are we getting an exclusive? Oh no! Let's just say there's gonna there, can we say there's gonna be a bonus round table um discussion some point? It's okay. I just thought I'm going to the I'm going to the launch tomorrow, and that this is going out. Oh yeah, excellent. So you can say yeah. Uh, it's so it's fine. It'll be by the time this goes out, it'll be announced. So it's okay. I can say. Uh, so our bonus special bonus episode will be at the Edinburgh International Book Festival in August um, and that's where we bring back some of our guests from across the series to have more of a kind of debate discussion about some of the things that come up uh, and we also get to respond to like the, the listeners so people can write in and tell us what they think of the and then we get to um, kind of have a back and forth with some of our guests from across the series that'll be really cool Amazing. So it's kind of an exclusive, but it'll also be on social media by the time. It'll be on social media by the time. It's great. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So what date is that, Caitlin, for the book festival? I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay, I can edit it. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's in August the 24th of August. Fabulous. 24th of August for the book festival. Yeah. Great. Obviously, what um, we'll do is we'll have all the dates for the upcoming Coincast in our, uh, today's show notes and all the links to Stellar Quines um, and all of the fabulous work that both of you do uh, just in your general day-to-day lives. Um, Caitlin, you, I have asked you this question before and I'm going to okay. ask Hannah the question that does get asked at the end of uh, every Persistent and Nasty podcast um and it can be whatever you feel in the moment um yeah. so Caitlin Skinner 
Anna Lavery, what does the phrase persistent and nasty mean to you? I feel like I might say this cough at the moment, but <laughs> let me think of something better than that. But yeah, uh, well, I'm, I, I'm with you on that because I've got this terrible cough as well just now. <laughs> me I'm too. Convinced it's hay fever. I'm totally convinced it's, uh, hay, I'm convinced it's hay fever. So. I'm so, um, sorry. so persistent and nasty. And I just had to mute myself to cough. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing that quite a lot. I hope I've muted myself enough through this conversation. No, you totally have. You're good. But yeah, um, I feel like Boris Johnson's pretty persistent and nasty at the moment. Um, but that's in a negative way, but there's also something persistent and nasty about, um, I don't know, what am I thinking? What would you say, Caitlin? I don't know if this is what I said before. I mean, if it is, then amazing. But, if it isn't, then it's even better. I mean, I guess nasty... Nah, you know, actually, tell you what, episode one of the podcast that we last season for season <laughs> one, Denise Minor talked about who's a crime novelist. She talked about, um, I am all kinds of wrong all day, every day. I'm all kinds of wrong, and that that is what the patriarchy does, it makes you all kinds of wrong. So, that this persistent being persistently ourselves, continuously ourselves, even though ourselves is all kinds of wrong nice oh that's really good caitlin that's much better than my call i feel like i want to i want to take away boris johnson as my persistent and nasty person. <laughs> he also represents that thing of um what we have to feel like we have to persistently be ourselves to fight these um arseholes patriarchal misogynistic Okay, so still I'm going to withdraw and go, Caitlin got it. Caitlin won, Caitlin won. I won, um, the I answer. give the answer. Because you don't okay. need to ask anyone that question anymore, Elaine, I did it. That's it, so. I know. I would just you, won. Like, you won for all time. I'm like, <laughs> further guests down the line, you don't need to Sorry. Caitlin Skinner so has nailed it, done, done, it. done, done it. fabulous. This is why um, I'm a writer, I get to spend a really long time on my own to finally no. come up with the answer. Next not time, in the minute. Exactly. See, next time you have Hannah on, she'll have a full poem. Oh, yeah, I would have, I mean, I'd have properly thought about this question. Then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't worry, Hannah, I will be getting you back on and you will. <laughs> and I won't mention Boris Johnson then, I promise. <laughs> I mean, you can mention him, that's absolutely well, He'll fine. be gone by then. Oh, God. Oh, let's, hope so. Just be let's, let's hope so. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Beautiful things that are happening with Quinecast. What a wonderful way to for people to spend an evening um, in the company of amazing um, writers and poets and musicians um, and then get to listen to it and also then hear your thoughts and feelings on it as well. And uh, I will be linking all the links to the podcast um, in the show notes of today as well. Um, it's kind of like amazing. a little crossover almost. There we go. Um yeah. Caitlin Skinner and Hannah Lavery, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. You're amazing. Thanks. Talking about pleasure, which is the theme of uh, tonight's uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Also, if people mm-hmm. haven't listened to it, uh, Janelle Monáe's The Age of Pleasure is out and it's brilliant. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, until next time, lovely listeners, stay nasty. Stay nasty. Anna, you didn't even join it in. It was just me. Same time when I was cute. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Nasty. I I am. I was on it. (laughs)